Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Hey, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Always love catching up with the comedians, and if you are in the city of brotherly love, make sure to get to uh, Helium Comedy Club tomorrow, Saturday and even a Sunday show, there'll be two shows with our guest Schuler King tomorrow, two on Saturday, and a special Sunday show at 7 p.m. Schuler will be uh, headlining. And Schuler, welcome to the show, first of all. And, and what's it like when you grow up being funny around y- your friends? Because I think all of us as teenagers thought we were hilarious, but we, we never transitioned into making it a profession. So when did you know, hey, man, I think I can make money doing this? Oh man, um, a bunch of people just started telling me that I was like, that I needed to be a comedian. You know what I mean? And, and it started out with me just, uh, just uh, I don't know. I always felt good just making people laugh. So next thing you know, people started saying, "Hey man, you need to be a comedian." And next thing you know, hey, I gave it a shot and I didn't get booed. I just put it that way. I didn't get booed. <laughs> So, you know, that's what gave me the confidence that, you know what, I think I can, I think I, I'll give it a shot. Let me try to see what's up. Now, your family has a, um, well, let's just say it, that you, you're, you, you're a funeral director, right? So um, there's nothing funnier than funerals. I mean, not. <laughs> so this the, the contrast between your <laughs> your day job and your night job, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a like there's this big contrast, you know what I'm saying? Like, um well in actuality you'd be surprised how many um messed up jokes and things you hear around uh funeral directors, man. It's 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 hilarious. But, you know, a lot of things so much so much stuff happens when people die. What would be and I know this is getting kinda dark but you're probably used to it. What would be maybe the biggest mishap you ever saw with like or maybe the corpse fell out of the box or something? <laughs> nah, you know what? Funny enough, I've never 
we never had anything like that. Um, I've seen people uh, get put in the wrong casket before. And uh, I've seen people like, uh, I've seen somebody, you know, well, okay, years ago, um, and I wasn't there to see it, but uh, some people started shooting at the church. It was a guy who had, uh, he had more than one wife. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, they were, I guess they were the same type of woman because they just, both of them decided that they were going to come and uh, bring guns to the, uh, <laughs> to the, to the funeral. And they decided, you know, okay, uh, we see that there's a, there's some kind of, some kind of issue here. And both of them decided that they were going to resolve that issue by, uh, you know, I guess, you know, it's going to be a two for one. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, what was, uh, what was the weirdest thing you had to put in a coffin with somebody? Uh, I don't know. I Me mean, personally, I know I put, um, I've I seen people get buried with a lot of stuff, man. There was a guy that um, that died, and it was his tradition that they threw money into the casket. Mm. So, you know, it just took a lot of willpower for me to stand there and watch people throw a bunch of money into the <laughs> casket. Like, that was that was hard. Like, mm. that was the hardest funeral I've ever come to, you know. I mean, because it was a lot of money. And to this day, I still remember where he was buried, and I still, like, I had to, I don't live in that state anymore, so I'm like, all right, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, being there. But you know, every now and then, it kind of uh, it crossed my mind, you know, kind of swing by and see if anybody dug it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and just you know, on a, a personal note, when uh, when my dad passed away and he was a, a naval officer, he had one really cool medal that that he earned and. After the funeral, I asked my mom, I go, where's dad's medal? And she said, well, he was in his dress uniform. He was wearing it. I go, you you, you buried the medal? And she said, well, we, we can buy another one. And I go, nah, I don't want a fake one. But have you ever had somebody get buried and someone's like, exhume that body. I want something back. Um, I've seen people exhume. Most of the time it's just either to move them or something like that. But it's never been like, oh, I want something. Because trust me, you don't want anything back. <laughs> you don't trust me. When I tell you, you've been in there and they've been there for a while, you don't want anything <laughs> back. I don't care what you, how bad you think you want it. Like, and Then when you have somebody who says, oh, well, like grave robbers, like you got to be one selfish somebody. Like you really have to be... Like, uh, you really have to be money hungry to dig into somebody's grave to get something like Because I've seen it, what it looks like when people come out of, you know what I mean, like what, what they look like. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it, it's terrible, you know. But, you know, if you really want, you know what I mean, like that gold tooth that bad, then I guess you can get it. But, nah, I wouldn't do it. A uh, couple more questions for Shuler King at Helium Philly, and I'm, asking him a hundred mortuary questions, but here's another one, Shuler. Did you ever have like, I don't know, during the embalming process or whatever, just like somebody get a case of nerves and move a hand or blink or anything really spooky and creepy? <laughs> Listen, man, people ask me that all the time. And I will say with the resounding, hell no. <laughs> and the reason is because um, I've said, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm black and, um, 
there wouldn't I I wouldn't be in this business if there were people like if somebody moves, you know, like if I if, if it's my understanding that you are dead and then you move, that's my last day at work. <laughs> like I'm not coming back. I'm retired. I'm officially retired. You understand? Like I promise you. <laughs> and that will also be uh, the day that my colon will be as clean as it has <laughs> ever been. <laughs> you trust that because there, there will be some bowel movement going on. I can promise you that. So the comment, I'm black, does that go back to the Eddie Murphy thing, like we out, like the first sign of a ghost? <laughs> yeah, like we gone. We're not, we not, you know, I'm not sticking around. I'm not going to make it. I can tell you that now. You he know, said white people get hear. flashlights and go investigate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, but you know what? And and I, you find out that that's, that's not exactly true either. White people, y'all run too. I don't know. Like, we got to get rid of some of these stereotypes and things that, you know, like white people run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you may not be the fastest people in the world, but y'all get the hell on too. <laughs> oh, I would hella run. Now, I know you're from the, the Palmetto uh, State. So, uh, you know, when I think of South Carolina, I think of like, you know, Danny McBride, you know, with comedy as well. But uh, as South Carolina, Charleston, all those great old southern towns, what was it like mm-hmm. growing up there? Um, well, it, it was okay. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's some good, some bad. You know what I mean? The natural scenery is beautiful. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's, it's nice and slow, easy going. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it's some... Some things that are, that are just kind of kind of rough too, you know what I mean? Like, well, what know, was it? Yeah. Was it five years ago they took down the Confederate flag? Right? Wasn't it in the state flag? Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was that. And then, uh, you know, it was uh, kind of. I don't know if that if that means anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know, they take down the flag. It's like okay, so all right. Now everybody's hiding. Now you don't know where the hell they are now. So, you know, I was more comfortable when people were out in the open. At least you knew where not to go. Now you got to, I got to ask a few questions to figure out whether somebody likes me or not, you know. But, you know, I guess so goes the world, you know. I mean, that's, that's like symbolism, you know what I mean? Like black people say, you know, we want justice. And the only thing we really got was they said, "Okay, we're not gonna call the master bedroom the master bedroom anymore." <laughs> that makes y'all uncomfortable. And like we, you're not gonna get justice, but we are gonna stop calling it. We'll call it the main bath, uh, bathroom and bedroom, but we're not gonna say master. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, well, we appreciate that, but that's not what we asked for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what about the golf tournament, the Masters in Georgia? Right, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I think, you know, everybody's not that sensitive. We we get to a point. See, I, I, me being from South Carolina, I haven't caught up to everybody's sensitivity. So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, 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 I, I'm very blatant. I'm not, I'm not a shock person, but I just say stuff. And, you know, and, and you know, I've just found myself to a point where, I will say I talk normal, like how I normally talk, mm-hmm. and everybody starts crying. Because <laughs> that's the thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I step on a, if you step on a roach, then that's toxic masculinity. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that I was supposed to pick mm-hmm. the roach up and kiss him and set him out the door. I didn't know that. You know? <laughs> well, I didn't know, like, standing in line at a party for the bathroom, and the, the line for the girls was, like, 
10 deep and the line from the men's you, you you could just walk right in and somebody says ah male privilege i'm like because you got a longer line this is male i okay i guess this is male privilege i sometimes i don't know too yeah no i think um but now the way things are going everybody's mixing and matching mm-hmm. it's going to get to the point where we're going to um be able to just pee wherever we want. <laughs> just just, wild, it just drop yeah, trial. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not really going to matter. There's no such thing as, you know, it's just a, just a big, you know, we'll be able to just to have a big soup of, <laughs> of, of whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's, it's really not going to matter. I give it, give it five years, everybody's just going to be, you know, it's whoever gets there first. You know what I mean? Wow. That's good. All right, last question for you. I've always been impressed as someone from, uh, you know, the Bay Area. I've always been impressed by the manners of the South. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, darling, sugar, all the little um, sweet things you say. Do you Like yeah. when you go to Philadelphia, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the industrial north right there. So do you, do you see that contrast? Yeah, I actually saw it when I um when I met my wife. Um, my wife is not from she's from she's a military person, so mm-hmm. you know, I grew up calling women, hey, darling, ma'am, sugar, pumpkin, and all this stuff and she didn't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to so I had to learn how to stop doing that real fast. You know what I mean? And, you know, but yeah, I see um, you know, up north women are, you know, they're very aggressive. Like I, you know, you come from the conservative South. You start traveling, you realize that all women aren't the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was in uh, Jamaica, and I, you know, women are very aggressive in Jamaica. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, it's and it's and it's, you don't have any choice because all of the men are skinny and all the women are big. <laughs> so well, you're you're kind you, of a they, you're, you're kind of a dapper guy though. You got the drip going, right? right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I am, I guess, you know, when I'm on stage. But, you know, I'm like a regular guy after, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a jeans and a shirt most of the time. But on stage, you know, I've always, you know, the reason why I started wearing tuxedos on stage is because I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was because I didn't have money to have a wardrobe. So I just wore a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll just buy this. <laughs> yeah, it always works. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it seemed like it worked. And I used to get, I used to, you know, get people used to tease me about you know wearing a tuxedo. But you know, I'm I'm on the phone with you, so I guess I made it. He made it, and make sure to get <laughs> over to Helium in Philly. Two shows tomorrow, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday night. HeliumComedy dot com. Schuler, good stuff. If you're ever in uh, San Francisco, come on in studio. We'd love to have you, man. Oh man, appreciate it. I definitely will do that. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. 
Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Come back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco, around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You know, we love bringing in the comedians here the last 20 years when they're in town, or we get them on the horn. And it's the first time we've uh, met Bobby Jaycox, and uh, he is a uh, stand-up comedian. And uh, Bobby, I was just told before you went on the air that you're a huge sports fan, and sports is your whole life. Yeah, yeah, Dominic, Dominic took uh, great care of me. Yeah, I'm big into sports, know everything about it. Uh, no, I actually uh, I actually uh, was going to be the in-game host for the St. Louis Blues. True story. I was, like, in, like, the final rounds of being, like, that guy that's, like, on the ice on the commercials, you know, that goes out there and, like, plays games with the audience. But then they asked me hockey questions, and they're like, so you know nothing about hockey. I'm like, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so, yeah. Not a crazy big uh, sports fan, but yeah, because I do comedy. That's what I do. I know a lot of comics are sports fans, but I got I got no extra time really. Do you know why? And maybe you don't. The St. Louis Blues a couple years ago on their run to the Stanley Cup, every game they'd play Laura Branigan's Gloria, and the whole crowd would sing it. You know, I think that's just something like I grew up with, and it's something that just happens, and you kind of don't know where it comes from. You know what I mean? I don't really know. I'm sure someone in St. Louis is mad that I don't know that answer, but no, I don't know why they sing that. But yeah, it's definitely like something I've heard at pretty much so every hockey game I went to. When you grew up, did you go to, because you're a St. Louis guy, did you go to Old Bush? Yeah. How many times have you been to New Bush? I've probably, I've probably been to, I'm probably catching up on the amount of times I've been to the Old Bush Stadium, because when I was younger, we would go to that one all the time, which I loved. It was cool. It looked like a coliseum, like it was great. And now I've been to the new stadium a bunch, which, I like, uh, you know, it's it's got such like a big nightlife and stuff too. So it's like before it was just you'd go down there kind of for the game, then you'd go around to other bars. But now they kind of built it. It's like this whole area. So if you go out to a game, you can hang out there. But I'm a little partial to the old stadium, but I think it's just nostalgia and stuff like that. But, yeah, the new stadium's pretty cool. For pretty sure. Cool. One of the cool yeah. things about this job over the last, I've been doing this show 20 years, is that if I get, a young headliner here at uh, in San Francisco at Cobbs or the punchline, and then they get to the point yeah. where 
they're so huge they sell out that they don't need to do press anymore. And one of them I had in here several times is uh, someone from your town, the lovely Nikki Glazer, who, of course... Oh, my God, Nikki's the best. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, now, she's now huge. So are, are you guys peeps? Um, she, well, I would say she helped me out a lot when I started. And, yeah, I would say we are friends, but she's definitely helped me out more. Like, the, it's more of a one-way friendship. Uh-huh. Uh, she helps me out a lot. But, like, yeah, when I started out, I mean, she took me on the road to feature for her before I'd pretty much, like, started hosting at my home club, which is, like, you move slower at your home club, but she saw me. And, uh, yeah, her mom was actually at one of the shows. Her mom saw me at an open mic, and she, or, like, Nikki stopped me. And she goes, you were my mom's favorite comic tonight. And I was so new. I was like, yeah, right. And she's like, you were? Oh, my God. Yeah. But Nikki's killing it. She's got that new special coming out uh, on HBO. So, yeah, that's, she's killing it. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. I know you've also opened for Nate Bargatze, of course, who's clean. So do yeah. you do you have to be clean for his shows or not? Um, you know, I when I opened for him, I don't think he ever specifically even asked for it. But I think because I knew like that he was clean, I just chose to be like, well, a lot of his fans are going to be out there, and if I'm headlining, you know, I'll, I'll do the material that I want to do, you know. But if, it, if I'm opening for someone, I give that respect, you know, as often as I can. So I'm sure I probably cleaned up my act. Like, I just opened for Brian Regan uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I did a guest spot. It was like a five-minute guest spot for him, and he's clean, too. And it was at this big theater, and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do clean stuff because that's what his fans want. So it's like I'm not going to go out there and be like, this is what I do. I'm like, you know, because whenever you – like now, because I've been headlining more – I write more jokes from just my specific perspective. But whenever you're starting, it's like you're just kind of writing jokes. So it's like I still have those, and I'll still bring those out, you know, before a show or just, you know, do a clean new joke that I'm doing because, you know, when you get to open for any of those guys, I always feel like it's important to care about their show because so many people just come out of the opener or the host and they're like, whatever I want. And it's like, no, man, it's not your show yet because when it's your show, you're going to want people to kind of, uh, you know, not your show or mess up your show sorry right do you guys have a belief on that oh my god yeah that's okay you know it's uh i mean first of all does it get any better than brian regan i mean come on truly it doesn't and he is he's so nice off stage and i'm not just saying because like nikki's the same way there's so many comics that i feel fortunate i got to meet and i would say brian was one of the nicest like he also likes to joke like, i was about to go do it was the, like one of the biggest theaters i've ever done doing a guest spot for him at the steeple and i'm about to go on stage and he comes up to me and he taps me on the i'm like about to walk out and he goes hey hey, hey. the big yellow ones the sun are these my glass he goes those are my bits so i'm about to walk on stage and we're doing and i go brian you didn't tell me that i thought i could do your bits he goes no those are my bits and i go Dang it, Brian. And so, like, right before I'm going on stage, like, he's messing with me. So, it's like, that always makes all the difference in the world. Because, like, getting to just work with comics, you know, I always thought that would be the treat. But getting to know them as people and that they're nice and cool and stuff like that, that's that's always the best. And, yeah, Brian is definitely one of the greats of all time, for sure, in my book. Got more questions for Bobby Jaycox. You know, you, you have had two jobs that girls like. I mean, you're on stage, you're commanding, and, you know, you're a good-looking guy, so the girls will look at you, but you are also a fireman, and they, even ugly firemen get girls because, ooh, it's a fireman. <laughs> so what, what's yeah, that like? Yeah. You would think. I, I Well, here's the thing, though, is, like, to be a fire, like, when you're a fire, like, if you do comedy, people see you on stage, 
But like, like, you know, most people at the fire aren't really, you know, looking for a date. They're like, oh my God, my house, my dog. You know what I mean? People are like, did you get my dog out? You know, that's, that's what they're wondering. And then whenever you're out in public, you know, you're not wearing your uniform. So it's like, you kind of have to bring it up. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's, you, you know, how often can you just be like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I have an ax at work. Oh, why? Oh, because I'm a firefighter. Like, so it doesn't work as nice as you would think, but, uh, there are, I will say there's a lot of guys that I know that are firefighters and they use that. And I definitely, I, when I was like starting out, I really didn't try to say it a lot. Cause I, you know, I, I feel like it's a simple servant job. You know, I do it because it's something I wanted to do, not because of the perks of being like, Oh, you get a date from it or whatever. But I was out on a date and this girl had asked me, she's like, have you ever saved a person from a fire? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. And I go, but I have saved a dog. And I mean, I think I didn't know that was, she thought that was cooler than a person. She that was, I was like, Oh wow. I was like, I guess that is kind of cool. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's one of the perks of it. But yeah, I was a firefighter for a while and I loved doing that. I really did. Even Brian Regan, he has a, he has a bunch of brothers, and I think I think they're all brothers. Maybe a couple a couple sisters, but like the pairs of them, like him and his brother, both do stand up. Then he has two other brothers that are firefighters, and I think maybe two others that are lawyers or accountants. Who can, I I don't remember. Not who cares, but I can't remember. But yeah, I uh, I was a firefighter, and I told him that he's like, oh, do you know my brothers were firefighters? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, he's like, did you like it? And I was like, I. It's a great job. The only reason I quit is because I just I had to do this. Like I wanted. I knew I had to give this a shot. I could always go back to firefighting, but this is kind of, uh, you know, it's like a time-sensitive thing. When I was younger, I was like, I didn't really care about saving money or having, you know, a good job or anything. I just cared about, like, wanting to f- see what it felt like to do the road and all that stuff. So I feel very fortunate with what all, all the stuff I've gotten to do. Very cool. And then I also got to say, I don't know too many people, maybe Jared Freed, that has more interesting merch than you do. <laughs> you checked it out. You like it. What's your favorite? I think What's probably. Bob, I like the Bob parts. <laughs> I, I think. I think probably the uh, the car decal that takes up the entire hood. Oh, that's so. My best friend uh, Chris Briggs. Shout out Chris Briggs. He made that for me. I was telling him I was like, I want to have some really silly merch that's like not available on my website. Like, just I was just like thinking about really silly stuff. And he made that for me. And he goes, but specifically, you can only it only works for an '83 Mustang. <laughs> you can't get the DK. It doesn't. It can't go on any other car. It can't go on a truck. It has to go on the '83 Mustang. Yeah. So far, no one's even ordered it, but we are out of stock right now. We're we're having um, we're having problems getting you know the shipments in. But so is everybody. So. Now your yeah. name is Bobby J Cox. Your initials are BJ. So your mug that says I Heart BJ. Did people misconstrue that? You know, I think they do, but I only mean it's just my initials. So it's like you like me, and it's like it's, instead of it's I Heart New York, it looks like I Heart. You know, B, it's my initials. You know, I can't help those are my initials. I can't help what people think. If someone buys it because they also like me, that's what I'm hoping. But if if, if they have something else in mind, hey, that's what merch is about. It's you know, it's art. It's you know, you can interpret however you want. <laughs> By the way, good looking models on your website too. Oh, you think so? Am I, am I allowed to say that, or am I appropriating, or am I objectifying? You know, I don't know, <laughs> but I know the models you're speaking of, and I will say that uh, they are, like, they, they, 
like anyone who makes, if you make a beanie on the website that I made a beanie on, like to sell my merch, mm-hmm. you get the same model. They just like, it just swaps it out. <laughs> so I haven't met them. I don't know them specifically. I didn't hire any of them, but I got a lot of different models on there. I have men, women. Uh, I have some babies. There's some babies that have modeled my <laughs> merch, which is great. I, it's for all ages. Well, now tell me how, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say you're too old for TikTok because I think of 14-year-olds, but it is a powerful tool. How have you used TikTok to help your career? Um, well, recently Helium Studios, they've been posting uh, my clips from the special I did at uh, their club. Mm-hmm. I did like a short 30-minute special, and it was a great experience, and they've been sharing it on there. And I will say the caveat to what you said, it, it almost – it can kind of outdate us sometimes to assume something is for kids. Cause when it first came out, it 100% was, but here's how I, here's kind of how I think about it. Like you ever been like when you were a kid or, you know, whatever, like you ever like, are you ever like, you know, all the, you're at a party, but it's like, you know, the adults are upstairs and the kids are downstairs. It's like when the kids are downstairs playing, it's like, that's your own world. That's how TikTok started. And then eventually there's a couple creeps that come down and they're like, Hey, what are you kids doing, playing soccer down here? And they start playing with the kid, and you're like, okay, those guys are creeps. But then eventually there's a bar downstairs. You know, eventually it's like, hey, kids, go outside. Now the adults are downstairs too. And it's like, so now it's kind of like, now it's just a space for everybody. I feel like at the beginning, yeah, it was just kids, like, lip-syncing stuff. But now some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen <laughs> is from TikTok. And I, I just don't want to – I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, oh, I prefer vinyl. You know, it's like you got to – sometimes you got to go with it. So, you know, I don't I don't really use it as much because I've never found a way of, like – I'll post funny videos whenever I feel like it, but I have friends that do really well from it, and if you don't post all the time, you don't do that well. And I just – I just don't have the time. I work other jobs right now. It's like I'm – because I'm driving all over the country, so it's like gas is – you know, gas is expensive. There's so many, like, you know, just different parts of it. So I, I have to work because my buddy – I have a friend who does so well – on TikTok. He does great. He's so funny. And he sent, he showed me how much money he made. I think it was 12 cents last year. He goes, Bobby, check this out. And he showed me, he's like, yeah, dude, I don't like to brag. He made a post about it. He's like, I don't like to brag, guys. But yeah, my buddy Joe Nunnick, he does, mm. he does so good on there. And he's like, yeah, but you don't make money, but it is cool. And it is nice to have like those viewers and stuff. Like I was on a subway in, I think was I, I can't remember if I was in Philly or New York. But I saw like another, not a, like either a fellow comic. I think I've done a show with her or something. Like it, she looks familiar. But I was standing next to someone on the subway, and their phone like got it. Like they were standing right next to me. I look over, and it was a clip I had just watched on my phone. And I was like, oh, that person is now getting introduced to other comedians. Like it's not great because you have to give your stuff out, and it's better to come see it live, you know. But I think it's a cool time to be able to like just sit down on a subway and you just find a new comic you like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's this comic, Steve Gillespie, who I literally, they kept, Instagram kept showing him to me, and I was like, I guess I'll check this guy out. And he's so funny, I just saw him live in Milwaukee. Or, uh, not Milwaukee. Uh, wow. Was, uh, hey, I, I hate to I can't remember where my feet killed it. I yeah. hate to cut you off. We're, we're going to a break. BobbyJcox.com. J-A-Y-C-O. When you're in San Francisco, come on in, man. Absolutely, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day, buddy. Thank you. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.